Welcome to Reactivators, a podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the show, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. We are Reactivators. You muppet. If you like this podcast, tell us up on iTunes, the five-star review. We appreciate you and we love you. Oh, and um, uh, uh, if you like this podcast, want to hear more from the hosts of it, check out patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Find additional content from us and all your favorite video game podcasters in the Zoo Tycoon crew. I'm your host, the Cod King, Nick Banana Costanza. Joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, the mock man, baby Tyler Schnup. What's up? I I have a theory that you are you remember how Ron Burgundy will read anything that's on his script? Yeah. I'm a I'm a hack into your shit and I'm gonna make you say uh something uh off script, uh because I believe that you will read it even if it's written. It probably is true. I do kind of if I leave something on uh the page it's hard not to read it and when i stumble it's often that leaving something out uh, mm-hmm. intentionally but tyler um this is a, a huge day for the show oh why is that you ask why is that i uh, th- sorry because today's the first recording of this podcast where you can see my full face as i record it what do you mean because i got a new microphone tyler oh okay you know, he uses this microphone. Conan himself. You modeled yourself after Conan? Yeah, I think Conan is my spirit animal. <laughs> wow, that's cool. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, you know, I, I've had a microphone with a pop filter for a long time, and it just, it masks my face. And at first, that was maybe a defense mechanism, um, so hot people wouldn't see me. Uh, but I've decided I no longer need that shield. Cool. Sona is my uh, feared animal. That <laughs> I'm obsessing. Mm. Too bad we don't have a Matt Gourley. You guys like Conan references? <laughs> Stop it. Rate us five stars on iTunes if you like Conan references. Baby Tyler, house games. Games are games are expensive. That's I'm true. pissed. Um, let me tell you what's up. Tried to plug my fight stick into my PS5. Doesn't work. I have to buy a whole nother damn adapter for it. What? Is it USB? Yeah. What the heck? What's what's wrong with it? It won't work. And I looked it up online. They're like, sorry, you got to buy an adapter for another $25. Bullshit. Oh my gosh. Uh, are you so I'm training for, for, yeah, I bought it. It's in the mail. <laughs> I'm pissed. We have a five. We have a fight night coming up, and I was trying to be good at on a fight stick with Street Fighter Six before we damn did it. And what Tyler means by fight night is we're gonna go to a uh, friend of the show Connor McCabe's place and play fighting games. You want to give his address? Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. You probably know it better. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And you famously date his cat. <laughs> yep. How's games for you? <laughs> games is good, Tyler. I've been playing a, a new game to me uh, for an upcoming episode of The Bonk Boys. I'm playing a little game called Company of Heroes. You seen this? Heard about this? No, I haven't. It's a it's like World War II Starcraft. It mm. owns. 
Okay. It's not for me, but it does sound like something you and your friends would like. Oh my gosh. Because my friend Ryan is obsessed with military tactics and stuff. And um, he ruined uh, <laughs> an experience of mine watching the Brad Pitt movie Fury because he kept being like, the tank wouldn't go there. <laughs> okay. The, the tank wouldn't be there. It wouldn't happen like that. And we got in a big fight. Does he ever make you drop down and give him 20? Every day. Stolen valor. Uh, me or him or both? <laughs> both of you. Uh, Should yeah, be game... playing this game. It's fun. It's fun. You can command units. You run around. And I'm like freaking General Patton out there. Oh no! Get it? Get, get knock this off. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I haven't done the cod corner in a minute. Yeah. Don't need. No need. Hmm, little tease, uh, but not for this episode because this episode, Tyler. We have two fantastic guests today, mm-hmm. just like last week. We got two again, double trouble. Yep. Tyler, I'm feeling loosey goosey with this new microphone. Now that my face is free, I could just go nuts. I can go ham. Okay. Well, now everybody's going to know a pre and post Nick. Uh, we'll see which one's better. You uh, say in the comments when you <laughs> when you rate and review. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's get into these guests. We have uh, amazing ones. First up, a returning guest, musician, comedian, sometimes known with the AKA Dancer Mancer. Please welcome Scott Anderson back to the show. He's falling. Scott, don't step too close to that ledge. Yeah, what's up? Hi, I'm back. Hey, bud. Thanks for having me. Love you both. Has, mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy to see that uh, Nick Banana is still your name. That it was mm-hmm. like a, I think it was a relatively new thing the last time I was here, and it's you're still Nick Banana. I love it. It's true, uh, all of it. Uh, I, I'm fine with it. You know, it it's inoffensive enough, and um, I don't. Again, I just reiterate, I don't think it's catchy. I don't think it's that funny, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> of that. course you wouldn't think it's that funny. What's the joke? What is the joke? <laughs> What's the joke is that but you I... have an absurd amount of like banana facts about yourself that just keep compounding into a like, it's not unsticking, you know? And it also, you know, Nick Costanza, Nick Banana, like it sounds enough like your name and it's like almost kind of your fashion sense. Like you've got like a bright kind of like yellowish fashion sense so nick banana it's nick banana i am wearing a button-up jurassic park tee today there's yellow on it there's yellow on it it does have yellow it's i'm checking it's not bananas but you could have fooled me for if i was literally like tropical foliage scott nick has gone so far as to reveal on this show that he used to wear a banana costume Nick Banana. Like I don't a know lot. Yeah. Bring in um, the other guest. We got another guest, and this this guest is a newbie. We have a wonderful game designer. Please welcome KK77 to the show. Hey. Uh, hi. Sorry, my chair is like, it's really <laughs> wobbly. That's I know that's not a video game, but my chair um, is like, I don't know. I think something like some weird washer popped out of it the other day or something you know like some like, little metal thing and now it's like there's like this scene and i think there's like this scene in full metal alchemist where the main character has to sit on like a really thin stool 
or something. I, that's like some weird repressed memory from like 18 years ago. It's but, a memory I enjoy. I because yeah. yeah, shout out to Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, uh, so I don't remember this, but it rocks. Yeah, that's me in in this sense. I think yeah. they cut that scene out of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So <laughs> okay, I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah it's definitely it. not from or it. My memory is from like a VHS recording from like Adult Swim of the original Full Metal Alchemist. And I remember like my mom was making art and I was like 14 and there was like this bloody part. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't get out of the room. No, it's bloody. It's okay that I want. I, I like freaked out. And uh, well, yeah, anyway. Careful. careful on that wobbly chair too close to the ledge. Scott just fell off. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, uh, first off, uh, let's get to know you both a little bit. How's games? Uh, games are good uh we play games together a lot um yeah and recently and yeah me and me and kk um for the i mean i guess nobody knows this me and kk went to college together and we've been uh friends for i don't know what is 10 11 years uh okay. but um yeah we uh we've been recently our gaming activities have been crossword puzzles um Ooh. which is weird because usually we do like well, the last time I was on this show, I talked about totally accurate battlegrounds. So um, we're like a terror in the Tab G server together, um, and we frequently play first-person shooters together. But recently, our our cracked gamership has been crossword puzzles. Crossword puzzles, yeah, which is a video game if you do them on the computer. So yeah, so like one one of us will pull one up and then screen share it to the other, and then we'll go through and do it. But it's just it's funny because I feel like we do treat them like they're like with the same uh, kind of like intensity as a first person shooter. And like everyone's, I mean, KK is like insane at them. He's, they're so good at the puzzles. Like they'll just, one thing will be, one letter will be filled in and then they'll just get like refrigerator and the clue will be like restaurant appliance. And then, like we, I always react to it like they hit the nastiest headshot in Call of Duty or something. Do you ever have any heated gamer moments? <laughs> That's what they like a, a boring answer, but like no. <laughs> That's what the uh, that's what the mainstream media called it when PewDiePie said the N word on his. Screen. Oh my god! <laughs> a a heated, heated gamer, gamer moment. moment. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just like really. I mean, Scott could probably tell you about times when I'm annoying, but I, I just feel like I am very like, like I don't know, even keel. I mean, time. I would say that between the two of us, I'm the heated gamer. Like we, if we're playing something together, I'm 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 the usually PewDiePie. the one. And for I'm the yeah, the, for the. Yeah. <laughs> We don't mean like PewDiePie for the audience. That's not what we're saying. Um, but uh, I guess the only I, crosswords are kind of nice because it's hard to get like, you know, heated. If you're like, oh, res me, res me. Oh, you should have res me. That is me. I do do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, like the only thing I can think of in the crossword is the one where it was uh, T. It was it was like chest uh chest something and it was three letters and keke was like it's tit and i was like it's not 
did. I think it was like chest pick. It was chest yeah, it was, pick. It was like yeah, chest it was, pick. And like, it was three letters, and it was like, it's not tit. And we, it was like a long. We knew the first letter was T. Yeah, okay. so it was like, T. and then we found out that the last letter was also tit. Uh, T. And and Keiko was like, it's gotta be tit. And I was like, they would never put tit in the crossword puzzle. They wouldn't do it. And it was it was tat. Tat. Yeah. Okay. Tit for tat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really I guess I am really stubborn with my crosswords. Like I I will refuse to change definitely wrong things all the time. Like the other day, uh one of the words that I thought was the right word was a uh a Shirley Temule. Oh, because yeah. because I was convinced it was a combination between a Shirley Temple and a Moscow mule, and hmm. therefore was Shirley Temule. Because the, the clue was uh it was uh non-alcoholic uh, cocktail with with ginger, ginger ale. ale and kk was like but a shirley temple is sprite not ginger ale and a, a, a moscow Whoa. mule has ginger ale in it so i think it's a shirley temule and that meant that the u in that had to be the word uli which would mean work hard <laughs> and it was like but what is uli and kk was like i think it's shirley temule i was like have you ever heard of that in your life <laughs> I I see how you got there. <laughs> um, I uh, I will say, isn't a Moscow Mule ginger beer, not ginger ale? Yeah, I mean, if you're getting, <laughs> getting into the weeds about it, then yeah. Um, KK, I have a quick question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand, for, for listeners who may not be aware, KK77 is your legal name. Yeah, that's correct. I I have never uh, gone through the process of um, really doing anything involving uh, names. I'm curious uh, how that came to be your name. Yeah, well, basically, I like in like pre-COVID, I guess around 2018, I came out as non-binary and uh, I use they them pronouns. And I was like, well, I got to get a crazy, weird ass name. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, I just, you know, started to feel less connected to my original name because, you know, it's you know, just like a name that was assigned to me on the on the basis of my gender or my presumed gender at birth and um, started to feel like I felt weird when people would say it. And one of my nicknames at the time uh was KK from like a friend group uh, and I had really good associations with it. And, you know, anytime somebody would call me KK, I would like get all happy. And, and I was just like, you know what? I just, why don't I just like make that my name, I guess, um, because I like it. And I did that. And then I was like, well, I need a last name too. Uh, I didn't really know what to do for the last name. And I figured I kind of just was like, well, I guess I'll just like do something kind of out of left field. Um, and I realized, you know, in Washington state, which is where I currently am, you're allowed to have like non-standard characters in legal names and the laws are different in other places. So like mm. it, I was able to get the name change in Washington, but with certain things like social security, it's like a huge pain in the ass to like try to figure out everything with it and I'm like still in the process of getting it changed in certain areas but I do have like the the judge papers or whatever right um 
Yeah, I guess the 77 thing is really just, I just like the way it looks. Um, a big part of the reason why I wanted to go there with it too is like, I feel like now after I meet somebody, my name becomes like probably the weirdest name that they know somebody that has. And because of that, it like pushes all of the other names closer to being normal, I guess, because of just relativity. Um, so it's, I don't know, like the more, the more challenging things that we expose ourselves to, and I'm starting to sound like some kind of weird, like Ben's rights activist or something. Oh, it's, you know, it's, good to <laughs> it's good to expose <laughs> yourself to challenging things. Mm. Um, like my sense of humor is a little edgy, but um, <laughs> no, I love but, this. This is so interesting. Please. Yeah, so like if we, the, if we expose ourselves to like weird things that we're not familiar with, and that's just going to, I don't know. I feel like it's good for our brains and it's good for sort of the perspective that we see other things in. So yeah, respect for sure. That's um, awesome. I do. I guess I did know about this, um, Washington state thing about changing your name and that uh, th there was a guy who would come in to a coffee shop that I would go to when I was early on in Seattle and he sort of liked to show off his um, ID he would like any and he had changed his name to fuck censorship mm. and have we heard of this person I have not Basically well, what you did, KK. Yeah. <laughs> sort of what you did. That's sort of what I'm saying. And I guess what I'm also saying is men don't have enough rights in this country anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're all saying that. Uh, yeah. uh I'm joking. Uh, men's rights activists, uh, just calling it back. Um, right, Nick? You're right. Yeah. And uh, whether you like or dislike that Tyler said that, go ahead and write us five stars on my chance. Go ahead and say that. And we love PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. Well, we got to get into it a little bit here. Um, let's jump into our first segment. Uh, this is a brand new segment. Never been done before. So um, everybody just get hyped. Get hyped. Okay. Are we hyped? Are we hyped yeah, yet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are we hyped? Great. <clears throat> this little segment called Shiny Happy Pokies. Shiny happy pokies holding badge. Shiny happy pokies holding badge. Welcome to Shiny Happy Pokies. Uh, guys, this is a segment that I made because um, I just embarked on a quest to get a bunch of shiny Pokemon. You, get, you know about this phenomenon? Uh, Tyler, do you know about this? Do I know about shiny Pokemon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, caught, you caught one? Yeah, I have I have a I have a, a box full of all my shinies in the Pokemon Home app that you I've taken. Multiple? Yeah, I have a lot. What the heck? Yeah. I yeah, it's not it's they're they're not as uncommon. I mean they are uncommon, but they're not you're allowed to have them. Well, I recently came into possession of quite a few. Um KK, I understand you're a pretty big Pokemon fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely a, a Pokehead. For Pokey. sure, as they say. Scott, you like the pokies? pokies? I like the pokies. I know very, very few, but oh. I, I, I haven't, I haven't really played too many of the games. But I, I like the pokies. Well, I know what okay. natures are. What natures are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, why don't you go ahead and explain us? I think no, actually. Why don't you go ahead and <laughs> do your segment? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, well, uh, the segment has nothing to do with that, so we'll spare you having to explain it because this is a secret segment. You thought it was just shiny, happy pokies? Well, guess what? It's more than that. It's time for a round of who's that shiny Pokemon that I would date? I can edit this out. <laughs> uh yeah no i'm i'm doing a fully original segment about dating pokemon specifically shiny ones and uh for uh those not as much in the know i'm uh sending a link in the zoom chat right now um the, the i figured out this glitch in pokemon yellow where i could basically create any pokemon i can turn it shiny and send it to myself on my pokemon home um and I'm single, tragically single. So I uh, was hoping that um, you all might help. Uh, just look through this list of Pokemon. Um, who would be good for me to go on a date with? Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna participate in this. Uh, in in this thievery. So why? Um, thievery. Yeah, you stole my segment, essentially. No, 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 no. You do who's that Pokemon I would date. I did who's that shiny Pokemon I would date. Right. Um, I, I, I feel you. Um, again, I, I won't be participating, and I hope you stay single forever, you bastard. You better not say that. You take that back. So, um, so Nick, um, it would be really helpful. What's your type? There you go. That's a yeah, great water, question. bug... Psychic. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a great question. I'm kind of I'm open to anything. I mean, if you see someone who feels like they might have a nice personality or, you know, hottie with a naughty body, uh, I'm not discerning in my taste. I'm just I'm looking for I'm looking to be sold on a potential partner. So I think, you know, nose pass <laughs> is <laughs> like. I know that maybe strong features are like, I don't know if you're looking for someone particularly feminine, but I think there's something very striking about some someone with like very strong features. Are you saying that you consider nose pass to be a particularly feminine bokey? Because uh, yeah, I mean, if you look, if you scroll down to that's evolution probo pass, it essentially turns into Mario's head. No, well, Probopass. Probopass has like a huge bush, though. <laughs> so I or always assumed that was a mustache. So that's, so that's, oh. a, so that's, a, that's a plus. That's a plus. Big okay. Plus. That's a big plus. Okay. <laughs> I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I could see, yeah, uh, nose pass or Probopass. Maybe we grow together oh, or they yeah. evolve. <laughs> um, that is a huge bush. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's a good option. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, I got something for you. So I actually, I have a combo. So it's going to be a Pokemon and the Pokeball that the Pokemon is in. Whoa. I'm kind of like a, I, I'm a nerd about like matching my Pokemon that I catch to Pokeballs that sort of like share visual elements with them. Love that. And one of my favorites, uh, it's not one of my favorite Pokemon, but it's probably like, my favorite combination of Pokemon and Pokeball 
And, and before I say this also, I'd like to say that, you know, as far as dating goes, you love it when somebody's got just like a, a well-maintained space, you know, like a, a fresh looking fun place to be. And I think a Pokemon who matches their Pokeball is just, you know, a Pokemon who has a wonderful home and, you know, takes care of that part of their life. So my combo is, is shiny Umbreon. Mm. So take a look at that. You know, that we got the blue, we got the yellow. I'll give you a second to pull it up in gen two. It's next to the weird uh, green apple Espeon, but the, um, the Pokeball combo, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> I'm going to post the link in the, uh, in the chat. My message is too long. Okay, so what I'm going to need you to do um, <laughs> is Google the Moon Ball, the Pokemon Moon Ball. Moon Ball. While I Google that, I have to say Shiny Umbreon is amazing. Yeah, wow. I love that. Striking look at, features. Look at the Moon Ball. Yeah, and then look at the Shiny. And, and then the, another great flavor win is that Umbreon evolves from friendship at nighttime when the moon is out. So, like, and it matches the moon ball. It's just so good. And we're and, probably taking a nighttime stroll when that happens. Yeah, well, are you, are you waiting that you're dating the Eevee? That's kind of fucked up. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's the level cap here, right? Yeah. You know, Eevee's amazing. It's a friendship evolution. It can happen at any level. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a moon ball before. This is super cool, and you're right. It is the exact same coloration. It's got um, the black, blue, and yellow on it. Oh, I love this pick. Thank you. So, Thank KK, you. Oh, yeah. I am... I'm going to need you to stop giving Nick such good dating advice because um, when I usually do this segment, I don't get this kind of advice. This is you know thought that was ever put into Tyler's completely different segment. <laughs> it's the same segment. Um, Tyler, can what? You, can you please give me a recommendation? I don't know how many times I can say this. I'm tragically single. Sure. I'll give you a recommendation. Let's throw a Miss Drevis and call it a day. <laughs> um, uh, the, the garbage Pokemon. Who's the garbage Pokemon? Which one? Garb, Garbiv, Garbiv. There are two, I think. Garbivore? Uh, Garbivore. Garbivore. The hot garbage. <laughs> there's Trubbish and there's Garbodor. That's it. Uh, Nick, you deserve a Trubbish. Oh, you, de you two deserve each other. Pieces of trash. Tyler. You are being uh you are being haughty today. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all I can say. You're being a hottie, but not the kind that I'm looking for. Uh you know what? If you say trubbish, I say shiny trubbish isn't that bad. <laughs> And Garbodor, the the green slime coming off it, is blue when Wait, it's shiny. KK, what's a like treasure Pokemon? A treasure Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, we could. I mean, in the most recent uh, generation, yeah, we have Gimme Ghoul and Gimme Golden Ghoul. Ghoul, and Gimme Ghoul is like a, a little treasure scamp in a treasure chest. One <laughs> man's trubbish is another man's <laughs> Gimme Ghoul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's and that's a shirt that goes Pokemon. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much for these great um, picks. I'm going to I'm going to match with all of them. Yeah. And also, side note, like, yeah, you shouldn't. I wouldn't date Gimme Ghoul, but 
you know, maybe maybe a little Netflix and chill. Okay, you'd hook up. <laughs> maybe a little one night stand, watch a little Pokemon season one. How come <clears throat> how come I shouldn't date? Is it a bad boy? Uh you know, you don't want to date somebody that is on a different um financial like level than you. And they obviously are like literally live in a box of treasure. So like I wouldn't want to be that separate financially power dynamic was yeah maybe a billionaire too or like um like a hoarder or something okay okay i take your point i take your point but we'll we'll hook up, we'll yeah. hook up for sure. <laughs> and uh that concludes uh shiny happy pokies hmm. um everyone you'll have to excuse me i am pretty upset about that last segment um so i'm um i'm actually gonna go cool off you're just going to leave the recording. <laughs> yep. I'm uh I'm leaving. I'm walking out my door. Uh uh just give me, you know, about 5 to 8 minutes, okay? Okay. Jeez, I, uh, KK and Scott, I'm really sorry about this. He's he's never gotten this steamed before. <sighs> Excuse understandable. Me. What? Oh, Excuse me. Oh, hi. Who, who's this? <clears throat> Ah, sorry, let me climb up to the desk here. It's me, Detective Pikachu. Whoa! Oh my god. Wow. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no, it's well, sh- quiet. I loved your movie. Okay, okay, let's not talk about that. Sorry, I had to take a ship of coffee. Ship? Yep. Uh, what's the what's SIP? The, what's the what's the news, Detective Pikachu? What what case are you working on? I'm glad you asked. I'm doing a bit of detective work, trying to find out who cares about these new Nintendo games. Uh, for the listener, there was a today. Uh, there was a new Nintendo Direct for June, um, and they did a list of a bunch of games that came out, and I'm trying to figure out. Who gives a fuck about any of these? Wow, oh. Detective Pikachu, you, your vocabulary has yeah. grown. Ah, um, I'm sorry, I'm hungover. Jeez, <laughs> oh, wow. I love um, brown coffee and brown liquor. Oh, wow. Detective, I missed the direct. Could you fill me in on some of the games? Sure. Um. So we, of course, got things like... Uh, the new WarioWare. Move it. Hmm. Uh, does anybody want to be wiggling around with Wario? I just, uh, I can't figure it out. Is that, so is is the premise of the new WarioWare like that you have to be moving quite a bit? Yes. Oh, that doesn't sound like Wario at all. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I agree. And I'm just trying to figure out who would want to be playing this crap. Not me. Batman Arkham Trilogy? I'm into that. I love those games. Is that a Nintendo game? <laughs> it's releasing on the Switch. Oh, there you go. I don't know if I need to play it on the Switch. This is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. It's a Detective Pikachu, I do have to say. It seems more like you're a pollster than a detective. You're doing a man-on-the-street segment asking people their thoughts about stuff that's i'm hacking into a computer also i think you'd be more excited about batman the world's greatest detective i have a problem with this 
<laughs> oh, you got beef with Batman? Yeah, I got beef with Batman. Oh. Rich guy, more money than frigging God. Meanwhile, over here, I'm... What? I, guess, I was just going to say he's like another detective that has little ears. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> it's like he's another detective that has little ears that stick up. Like you have little ears that stick up. So what are you saying I ripped him off? What are you saying? He came first. Listen, punk. <laughs> <laughs> what What else happened at the direct? Was it those two games? <sighs> Manic mechanics. This sound like fun to anybody? What? what is this one? I don't know this. It's like that overcooked game, but it seems to be a bunch of people running around. I don't know. I couldn't tell. If it if it is what it sounds like, overcooked, but you're working on a car, I'm almost more into that than cooking because I, we've talked about how, well, Tyler and I have talked about how overcooked does sort of feel like uh, PTSD if you've worked in the restaurant industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I have. Oh, Detective <laughs> Pikachu, you have too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it true that you eat Magikarp in your world? Yes. Did you ever uh, you ever get your hands on one of those slowpoke tails? Ooh, baby, you better believe it. It's like a cigar. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, you smoke them. You don't. You don't eat them. Seems difficult to do. I didn't know the tail was open at the end. It's open. Well, you got to cut it like a cigar. I see. Okay. Yeah, the game. Oh boy, sorry. No, I got a bunch. I'm just so hungover from brown liquor. Can you maybe list a couple of them off in a row? Whiskey. Oh, not liquors. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's coming to the Switch. Yep. That's weird. I feel really bad for Gloomhaven Digital because you know Gloomhaven is a board game mm-hmm. that I've, I've played quite a bit of, and I, I like it a lot. Um, and then Gloomhaven Digital came out kind of recently, and it's like this great digital way to play Gloomhaven. Um, but like just a little bit ago, Gloomhaven Second Edition was announced, mm. and now everybody's all like, well, Gloomhaven Second Edition is going to be way better, but it's the Gloomhaven Digital is First Edition Gloomhaven. So it's like they kind of... I don't know. They like hamstrung their own product by announcing a second edition for a game. And then like the digital version of it is forever locked in the first edition. I don't know. I'm a pass on Gloomhaven digital on the switch. Same. Yeah. It's a, uh, me too. Now it's been hamstrung. As you said, <laughs> hamstrung. It was hamstrung. That's the word you used. My favorite Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Splatoon three's next Splatfest. Is vanilla versus strawberry versus mint chip. This is a suggestive title, in my opinion. Yeah, it's got my eyebrows going up and down. (laughs) Doink, doink. (laughs) Doink, doink. Detective Pikachu. I will say Splatoon has a really big fan base. I think people are excited about Splatoon. Mario plus rabid sparks of hope, uh, hope got a free demo. And new DLC? <laughs> Negative downloads on that. People are somehow sending that game back before downloading it. It's because rabbits are the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my damn life. I like them. They're annoying, but sometimes they're not. 
I like that Rayman, Rayman is just out of the picture now. They're like, oh, we've got these like minion type things. We'll just yeah. have those be the game now. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom will be releasing new amiibos. Can you believe it? <laughs> an exciting announcement <laughs> you really Don't. had me had me with the tears of the kingdom i was like oh people will no, amiibos no nope no who gives <laughs> you a shit super mario rpg they're redoing that that kind of looks cool oh that's okay. kind of fun we're all on board with that yeah. and of course the new detective pikachu returns which i will be returning in that's the big uh, oh, news just yeah. like batman returns the second shut, batman you movie. shut your goddamn mouth oh Oh, <laughs> so is, is your game at the bottom of the list? It's, it's one of them. You missed one. <laughs> There's a bigger one. Yeah, the, the biggest one. What's, which one I missed then, Nick? It's called freaking Pikmin 4. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Pikmin is awesome. They're Sky like the, KK. They're like yeah. the cute, cute version of Rabbids. Yeah, I thought that was the Minions. Well, I've never know. played Pikmin before. but I've Really? It's kind of like a proto RTS, right? It's like a you got yeah. these little things to follow you around. It <laughs> is. It it's it's pretty much um, all micro, no macro. I think is how you'd say it. But yeah, you have different. Uh, you're the little astronaut Alomar, and you have a, a horde of Pikmin, and there's three types of them in the first game, and then there's five in the next, and a couple more that follow, and each of them have their own special ability, and you kind of have to use certain ones for certain things, like the blue Pikmin can swim, the uh, yellow ones are impervious to electricity, and the red to fire, and so forth. So it's, it's like a, a Lemmings Metroidvania. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah, that is a great way to describe it. <laughs> It's super fun. Not, the first one is really difficult because they forced a timing element to it where you have to complete tasks in a certain amount of time. And it can be punishingly hard. The second one, they did away with that. And you get to just explore the world a little more and find the treasures. And it has a surprisingly deep story that um, people uh, have all these fan theories about. It's very funny. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Looks pretty good, actually. Is that just a... a new full-on mario game a new 2d mario game yeah it looks oh, okay. pretty interesting hey okay art style looks great it was their big finale i need to uh revisit one of the games that you already said the first game which is the WarioWare game do you know if this has the tall guy with the afro and the mustache on the box art I don't know if he had it's on the box art yet. Do, do you know? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The yeah, WarioWare games. There's like kind of a cast of like you don't even yeah. play as any of these people, but they're just like you do on the, the most recent one that came out. But really, yeah, mm -hmm. I just like I just the only when I picture that game, I just picture the guy with sunglasses, the mustache, the big nose, he's tall and long. I'm like, I want to yeah. play as that guy in mm. Smash Brothers. You, yeah, that would be sick. Uh, oh. He does what? There you go. He he does make an appearance in uh, the last WarioWare game, and it's pretty fun to play him. See if see if he has a name. He does, and I I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm sure all of Wario's friends with no crossover Mario appeal have names. Jimmy T. Jimmy T. <laughs> Jimmy T. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, you you say the description of the character. I know exactly who you're talking about. So that's points in Jimmy T's favor. <laughs> well, I need to refill my coffee cup. Gotta go. Oh, see ya.
Detective Pikachu is spiraling. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm back. Oh, hey. Um, and I'm sorry for the way I acted. Hey, Tyler. What? I'm sorry too. Oh, I get sorry. I should clarify. I'm sorry to Scott and KK for the way I acted. Oh, it's okay, Tyler. Uh, yeah, You're forgiving. And I should clarify. I'm sorry if you were offended. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, guys, I posted a deviant art picture of baby Jimmy T in the chat. Okay, <laughs> great. I'll, I'll look at that real quick. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, let's look at it. Uh, we'll be looking at that right now, but we're, uh, on our way to break, right, Nick? That's right. We'll be back to talk about uh, our Jimmy T pick and the video game of the week, Shiner, after this break. Bye. <laughs> Hello there, it's me, Professor Oak. I'm here to tell you about a new podcast series from Super NPC Radio, all about the original Pokemon games. Pikachu. That's right, Pikachu. Your favorite trainers are playing through Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow for their next Games Club series, and you can hear all about their journey. Look, my grandson is here. What's his name again? Well, my name is Gary, but whoever is playing the game named me Butt. Oh, that's too funny. But, I mean, Gary, did you subscribe to their Patreon to follow along with their Pokemon journey? Yeah, but only because I know they'll need help from me along the way. Catch the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club by subscribing at the $10 DJ Toad tier at patreon.com slash supernpcradio to hear new episodes every Friday. We'll see you there, listeners. Gotta catch them all. And we're back. Shiner is an action beat-em-up game developed by Team Shiner and published by DigiPen Institute of Technology. 2D side-scroller for the modern age, Shiner puts the players in control of a cute little bunny named Fang who can take a beating. There's a catch, though. This bunny beats back. Fang waters around four digital zones, getting into fight after fight. Although Fang initially only knows one measly little punch, they're capable of learning every fighting move used on them if the player wins the fight. Alongside Fang are a host of cute animal and anthropomorphic objects that can be fought to your little heart's desire. But Shiner comes with another lesson, too. Sometimes it's okay to lose. Released in 2023 for Windows, Shiner is free to play on Steam and is considered one of the greatest video games of all time. <laughs> Scott Anderson and KK77. I understand... But not only is Shiner one of your favorite games, you both played a part in its creation. Uh, yeah, I think you take the lead on this. Uh, for sure. So yeah, Shiner is a game that I guess I would say like, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe like mostly for the most part made by me. Um, Scott did a lot of the music for the game. And then um, also... Uh, a friend of mine, Dylan Potler, did some audio work on the game. And then also me and Scott's friend, Caleb Panado, did some more music for the game. Uh, Scott, anything you want to... Does that sound good? I mean, that's a... Yeah, but I think you should talk about the process of making the game. I'll, I'll talk about the music a little bit at the end. But, you know, KK did, did all the art, designed the game, made the coded the game, made the fighting system, made all the stuff, wrote all the dialogue. Uh, there's a, a cast of voice actors. I am one of the voice actors, but it's a it was a big, big effort. 
it's hugely impressive. Yeah, I think this is the this will be a first for this show in that we've had uh, the creator, someone who created a game talking about uh, a game they've created. So, yeah, we've had people in video games before, but never, never with their hands in it like this. I mean, when I rolled credits on this, um, you are credited KK for like everything at the start. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. And hopefully this is like, now you have a precedent. Now you can be like, well, we, you know, we talk to game creators all the time and then get like some other people on. Um, Yes. We don't (laughs) just talk about sleeping with Pokemon and detective Pikachu. (laughs) Now you guys can do You guys can have, uh hideo kojima in the reactivator <laughs> yeah hideo kojima what shiny Ooh, sorry won't go back to that <laughs> um yeah like i'm i'm excited to get into like all the weird little secret nitty-gritty things about the development of the game that uh you know hasn't seen the light of day uh it's a weird story because it's like it's half a game that i did as my senior project at school and then half a game that I like finished outside of school. So really awkwardly, it's still kind of, it's like a lot of the production of the game was attached to the school, even after I graduated because of like their policies and stuff. So it sort of had to be released through the school basically. And there were certain guidelines that I had to follow and everything. And it's like really hard for me to push updates to the game because I don't have like full direct control over the steam page. Um, Is that the, Oh, I'm sorry. Just for quick clarification. Is that where the DigiPen Institute of technology publishing comes from? Yeah, exactly. That's the, the school that I went to that it's through. Can you um, start there uh, with school? Where where did the idea from this game come from? How did you begin the um, development process? Yeah, so I knew. So at DigiPen, um, one of the like key things about each year's curriculum is that you have to like do a game project every year. Um, and it was my senior year, and I wanted to kind of take it easy a little bit and do something that wasn't on a huge team. And this is just an idea that I've had floating around in my head for a long time. And I knew that it wasn't necessarily, I don't, I I wasn't like super confident about its commercial viability. So it was a really safe environment for me to like make it as a school project, I guess, because it's just, you know, it's an opportunity that I have to sort of make whatever I want. And this is like a character. Fang is like a character that I made when I was a little kid. And I have all these like old sketchbooks of, Fang going on these little adventures and it's just sort of an homage to uh that character that's been with me for a long time and um yeah I, I wanted my my first foray into a game publication to be something that felt really personal I guess so yeah um but I kind of when I started making the game it's funny I like I'm at the point in my game development career where like, I feel like I'm getting better at like such an extreme rate that like every day I'm like better than I was the day before. So when I started making Shiner, I was like pretty significantly worse at game development than I am now. 
And it was like an idea that I had that was pretty simple, like programmatically and everything I could figure out. I could like do the pseudocode in my head of like how I was going to program everything. And it's a 2D game and just like a turn-based thing. So it was, it was nice and simple. So I wanted to go with something that I actually had the capability of making. Um, and yeah, I'm also like really interested in, this is like, you know, you have, I mean, we're, we're in a call, so you can't actually punch me in the face, but you do have the permission to punch me in the face when you see me for bringing up uh, the term ludonarrative harmony. But that's like <laughs> this, this concept that I'm really interested in, which is just the idea that like a game's systems and its narrative are connected to each other. Um, they're like, it, it's kind of born from the opposite of it. Somebody a while ago came up with the term ludonarrative dissonance which is like, hey, you know, in the Uncharted games, you're going around and you're like gunning down hundreds of people. And then in the cutscene, you're like just this happy dad or whatever, who's like, doo, 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 and then you go murder a million people with a machine gun. Whoa. And it just, it feels like it's not, it's just not connected. There's something about the gameplay and the narrative that feels like there's like a rift between it. Um, and then ludonarrative harmony, and some people call it stuff like resonance or ludonarrative fit is just the idea that like a game systems uplift the story and contribute to it instead of being dissonant with it. Um, I, I yeah, love that. I, I love that so much. And I want to speak to it because I, you just put a name to something that I felt so many times and never known what to call it. Um, um, I do these writing classes with a, a friend, Ben Axelrad, who, who talks about how people aren't always good at knowing um precisely what they don't like about something but they know mm. they don't like it yeah <laughs> um, yeah and that's why a lot of people <laughs> will leave a movie and be like it was bad and that's all you could get mm. out of them but when you mentioned uncharted that's such a specific one for me because i've truly had that issue with every single game especially from like the second one on where once you leave the indiana jones realm and it becomes more of a character exploration i can just never reconcile Yes, I want to root for this guy, and yet he has killed hundreds of people to get here. And honestly, I think that is a naughty dog trait in general. And I've talked about The mm -hmm. Last of Us too, but that's another game where I really feel that. I just I can't separate how violently I feel I've been forced to kill people. Um, so Shiner, which first off, I just gotta say um, to to both of you, uh, this game. I loved it. I, I was so impressed by this. I I think um, you do have that Ludo narrative harmony where um, the game is a fighting game and fighting is a part of the story too. If, if I'm understanding, right. Yeah. I mean like the key piece of Ludo narrative harmony that I wanted to start with is the idea that the game is about being hurt and then learning that and then perpetuating violence. And that is explored through being hurt and literally learning the attack that hurt you. So like, just like in real life, when people hurt us, we then learn those tools to hurt others. And in the game, it's happening literally through the systems. Okay, I definitely chose the wrong ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, it's meant to be... Uh... <laughs> There, there's no correct. Um, so uh, to go into style here, 
um or did you did you have more on that first off no no no. yeah let's move on real quick um i just want to talk about the game a little more for people who haven't played it if anybody hasn't played it and is listening to this highly recommend you download it again it is free on steam um and uh it it's familiar to me it reminds me at first i was thinking of parappa the rappa almost mm. with sort of like the the art style and how the characters almost feel like paper pop-ups or something in a, mm-hmm. in a book um and then as the game progresses uh music becomes more of an element in it and i tell you i heard some of these songs and just immediately knew oh that was scott anderson <laughs> <laughs> sky can you tell us a little bit about your part in making this game yeah, so um, uh, I've done music for a couple of uh, KK's projects, and uh, this one I did with uh, our mutual friend Caleb Panato, and uh, me and Caleb together uh, collaborated and made the the main menu theme, um, and then the rest of it we did separately. So mine was the mine my tracks were the forest theme, the city theme, um, both of the bar themes. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah that's that's it and then caleb had the uh he had the the battle theme the boss theme and the the church theme um and then the castle at the very end and the castle as well hardly a song but But it is but it does slap um all of it all of it were you playing the bass there oh yeah those bass riffs oh i was grooving (laughs) Yeah, yeah for for anybody who decides to play Shiner after this in the city, uh, there are two different music tracks that really line up together. Scott, can you, you should just, can you tell yeah, me I mean, this was like, like my, I, I mean, this is like such a nerdy little thing that I got so excited about, but KK was like, uh, really wanted the KK was like, okay, the bar music needs to be like really aggressive. And then also when you're in the city, you can hear the bar. So if, there's some way that the bar music can like line up with the city music. I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How am I going to do that? <laughs> but then what I did is that I took the city theme and then I made in that same project, I just made another song that went completely over top of it. That was double time. So it was like like a punk song that was twice the speed of the city theme. But then I just followed the chords of the city theme. So whenever you walk by the bar in the city, it always will uh, line up like harmonically with the chords that are happening. It's something that I don't think anyone would ever notice. I think you would walk by and you'd be like, oh, there's drums. Cool. But there's actually like through if you just sat there and listened to it the entire time, it goes throughout the entire thing and follows the chords of the city theme, which I am proud of. I noticed it at least a little bit, at least subconsciously, where I, I absolutely had a moment of man, I really like the music in this and it does, it feels like it is syncing up in some way. I I don't have the um, vocabulary to describe it like you just did, but I noticed it and I the, the music is, those bar themes are so good. It's It really gave me a uh, Scott Pilgrim vibe in the best way. I know, I know people are out here trying to cancel Scott these days. <laughs> Different Scott, not me. <laughs> well, not you, not you. <laughs> I'm not getting canceled. I won't let it happen. They try. Um. <laughs> uh, real quick, just to talk about the actual game a little for, for those who mm. haven't played it as much. So uh, you start as Fang, um, 
I, I described Fang as a bunny. Is that accurate? <laughs> I would say so. It was never like part of my intention, but it's very much like what Fang looks like. So yeah, I, I'm I fully welcome people calling Fang a bunny. Okay, so you play as a little bunny, and you <laughs> um, uh, you immediately uh, hatch out of an egg and get beat up. <laughs> Some guy just well, a bully just walks up, starts punching you in the face, and then. Yeah, you talk about the cycle of violence and then that's where it starts. And then um, you you get into confrontations in order to progress. You have to learn the moves of certain enemies. And besides being a fighting game, it's almost like a puzzle game where you're mm-hmm. you're dropped into this uh, rich world with all these different characters. Everyone has a unique personality and trait. And uh, I'll tell you, some of them I really wanted to beat up. Peenie, the little electric uh, fella, oh my gosh! I was so mad that I was losing that fight over and over. So I just wanted to punch your little face. Yeah, our our friend Barack does the voice for that character, and the um when Peeny wins, they're like, "I ran circles around you," and it's just so many times in play tests, people would keep losing to that fight and just keep hearing that voice line and get so mad. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Oh uh, yeah. And I was like doubly mad because I also voice Axe Apples, who is uh, a character in the bar. <clears throat> and I just was like so mad fighting Peeny because I felt like <laughs> Barack's, Barack is a, a, a friend of ours and is also a game designer who uh, works on Valorant. <clears throat> and, uh, but he, I mean, like, I know you guys, I, I do improv with you guys. I think I'm pretty funny and, uh, am, but like, I was just so mad that Barack's voice acting was so good. I was like, I've love, I hate how good he sounds and I'm getting my ass kicked by him right now. <laughs> you know, Tyler and I once took a voice acting class and I don't think either of us had a great time in it. No. <laughs> it is a very specific skill and, uh, yeah, in my experience, um actors and voice actors don't always need to be the funniest people to do way better than me (laughs) somehow barack is the best at it i guess yeah now axe apples you mentioned that's the rocker character right he is the he is the singer in the in the bar yeah this dude's tight don't be boring yeah oh oh just just like my favorite game (laughs) yeah uh, uh, yeah, that's that's Axe Apples. And he's also obviously singing. So in the bar theme, the person singing is also me. That rules. Wait, um, let's talk about some more characters. KK, you voice some characters, right? Yeah, I'm the bully. And I'm also the bouncer who is in front of the church. Ooh, two tough ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can... We can talk about him, I guess. No, <laughs> no, yeah. it's cool. No. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, what inspired you to play those characters, especially the the bully, the you know the main antagonist <laughs> of the game? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like it's really hard to play an antagonist, and I just thought I should take the burden <laughs> upon myself. No, I don't know. It's it the the process of like casting and doing the voice acting was all very like I don't know. It was it was at a school. And it was like, we have like two weeks until the game is due. And I was just like, everybody come, come here and do voices. And um, I just grabbed some leftover ones. And I was like, hey, this bouncer 
I could do with this funny voice. And it, it was not really very meticulously planned or thought out, but it all mm. came together in the end. Um, I actually, if there's one more thing I, I wouldn't mind saying about the soundtrack really quick that I think is yeah. really, really funny. Um, and first of all, Scott, is the the soundtrack is like available somewhere, right? To... Yeah, you can listen to the uh, soundtrack on Spotify and maybe even Apple Music, but uh, it is under Gooseberry Platinum um, <laughs> is the artist name. And uh, yeah, and all of the tracks are are on there. Um, That's the, awesome. The ones that, that we... I was trying to look it up because Scott had put it on in the car when we were going to get sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to look for it and I was like, I don't know where the hell to find this thing yeah it's uh shine maybe I'll, I'll find you guys a link but i think it's shiner official soundtrack by gooseberry platinum um, um and don't and you it, and i was sort of doing the thing in uh, in the car scott don't you remember uh-huh where i was pretending to walk around as video game character and, and oh yeah you said uh wow it's pretty accurate yeah it was uh, as we were listening to i think the forest theme or the city theme you just kind of like walked back and forth like this and i was like oh that is kind of how fang walks <laughs> and if anybody could see scott it was actually pretty funny and a pretty good thing <laughs> that uh that i did yeah, i just so, haven't said much in a while i just had <laughs> there, there's a really funny story about the soundtrack which mm-hmm. is sort of because it was all through my school they have these like rules about collaborating with people who are not students mm-hmm. and it's like they technically don't like that and they don't want you to do that um, but I realized like we could sort of work a loophole here because they do allow you to use like unity asset store packs, which is just like, there's a game development store type thing. Um, and the game was made in unity. Uh, so basically what I did is I was just like, okay, you two make the music and we'll just put it on the unity asset store. And then I'll use it there. And then we like circumvent the no collaboration with non-students because we can use stuff from the store. Um, But the side effect of that is that the entire Shiner soundtrack, which was made, you know, specifically for this game is available on the Unity Asset Store for anybody to download and use. And I think it has like a hundred something downloads or I don't know. It has, it has a lot of downloads. So oh, someday in, in someone's might, random yeah. free family guy porn game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you might hear the Shiner soundtrack in another game someday. Uh, wow. Which is just really funny. <laughs> I, I would love to. It's a great soundtrack. Um, so uh, how long is, did you work on this game? Uh, about uh, it was, well, so when it was when I was working on it in school, it was just one of my classes. So there was a year of working on it as one class. And then about like six months ish of time, give or take, that I worked on it post-graduation. Um, so it was like all in all, if I was working on it like as a full-time job, it would probably been have been about like a year's ish worth of work. I would say very cool. Very spread cool. across spread across two years in real life. Though. Scott, what year did you become a part of the project? Uh, it just would have been last year, last year around March or something like that. Dang. Um, <clears throat> quick turnaround. Yeah. Something like that. I basically like, um, you mentioned that like 
I don't know. I kind of, I remember like when they started working on it and then they kind of gave me the tracks that I was going to work on. I just like, I came up with everything that I was going to make and like over the course of a month, just like thought about it and then made it all in like a week. But I like kind of like knew <laughs> how it was going to work for like a month before. And at the time I was playing a lot of bass, which is why all of my tracks are like very bass guitar forward. Scott, I got a <clears throat> bass to my side right here. I see it. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's really cool that you did all that music, Scott, but Nick has a bass. <laughs> Shit. I was Fine. trying to bond with him, Tyler. Say so you... two things in this segment, and one of them is to <laughs> insult me. <laughs> Tyler, why don't you ask him a question about China? I'd love to. Um, Remember that dance I did, like a video game character? <laughs> <laughs> Remember? It was, pretty, like it was pretty great. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, the... The moves have some pretty cool names. Uh, I I wrote them down somewhere and I didn't. Um, I don't know where they went. Uh, but I did like. Uh, I liked. I liked uh, punching heavy. I liked cursing people. Um, I did not finish the game. I did not have enough time to finish the game. But um, do the do the the move types get even more nuts? <laughs> yeah i guess so i mean that's like a really interesting part of the challenge of designing the game mm -hmm. was that anytime you win a fight you get all of those attacks that were used against you so you essentially become as powerful as the character you just fought like right. you could so another thing about the game is you do have a, a limited loadout you can only bring four moves into a fight so even if you know like 20 moves, you still have to select four of them to bring in, which is where the puzzle element kind of comes in. Yes. Um, but no enemy has more than four moves. So if you wanted to just cosplay as one of the enemies, you could just, you know, fill your slots with their moves and be as good as them, uh, which kind of means like if I gave any of the enemies too powerful of an attack, then it would sort of trivialize the rest of the game because now you have that attack. Right. Um, an example yeah, of a way that I circumvented that is there's this character, Wally, who is this big block of ice. And I wanted each of the characters. There's some characters who like block doors to new areas. And I wanted those to kind of be like the these like signpost battles that are a test of if you can handle a really specific challenge. And that challenge is Wally has this buff that they use, which makes it so that every turn they fully heal. Um, yes. So can you come up with like a build that is able to beat a character who fully heals every turn, which means you either have to be able to one shot them or you have to be able to like circumvent that healing in, in some way or another. But then the problem was that then the player beats that fight and then they can fully heal every turn. And it's like that makes the rest of the game a cakewalk. So I was thinking, OK, I'll make it so that when you cast that buff, it cuts your health in half. It cuts your max health in half. And then I'll just double the amount of health that Wally has. So it's functionally the same fight as a boss. But then as a player, it becomes a less powerful ability because in order to use it, you have to go to half health, which then yeah. reduces your power. And you only have 10 health and right. 10 already feels low in a lot of these fights. So when it goes down, it's tough. But the way... I just found it so deeply satisfying the way that the progression goes in the game where you still find, can find a use for that ability. And um, uh, I, 
I want to ask a spoiler question, but we'll save it for uh, for your return appearance um, when more people have gotten the chance to play. But I will say there's one uh, combination of moves that uh, just tickled me. Um, and I don't think... Same. I, let me know if it's a spoiler. I don't think so. But you have a move that um, buffs your attack power based on the amount of vowels in uh, mm-hmm. in the name of the attack moves and um one of the moves that you get fairly early is your opponent suffers one damage and i just remember getting that and being like how could this ever be useful one damage and then you stack it with interpretation the vowel buff and it becomes a hugely um devastating attack so yeah, fun. I'm glad that tickled you. That was, I, I, yeah, it was, it was fun to make. And I love seeing people get that attack and be like, oh, this is just worse than my other attack. So I have no reason <laughs> to use that. And sometimes they, even when they get interpretation, they don't make the connection. But it's, it's always I, satisfying when people do. I remember you saying, like, when I was trying to play through it, and I was like, how, how do I beat this game? I guess I got to go over here. And, and like, you said two things. One, you said, like, Honestly, I've watched people beat fights in ways that I had never once considered while playtesting. Um, and then two, you said like you can actually beat the whole game after the second sharp nut fight and you don't need to fight like anybody else um, or something Whoa. like that. You said something like that. Like there's like if there was a speed run route, you like basically only need to fight like two people in the city or something like that. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know. I don't have like a route down. I think maybe what I said is, that, and then I did turn this into an achievement, is that it's possible to beat the second sharp nut fight as your first fight when you enter the city, um, which is it's a, a fight that's a lot of people tend to have trouble with, but is actually possible to beat it with your starting kit of attacks. Mm. Um, but yeah, anytime I would do a play test, it's like I sort of figured out a, a route that worked for the game, but I'm constantly surprised by seeing people like pull out things that I never even thought about uh, in order to beat certain fights. And it's, it's really satisfying to see. Um, It turns out there's just a lot of different ways that you can beat different battles and a lot of, a lot of different routes. And also on the speed run note, there is one thing that I need to say, which is that, um, so the game is built in a really weird way in that the levels are all technically in the same level, I guess. And that they're all just like, if you imagine a big tower with like clear walls, all the levels are just like stacked sequentially vertically. So like the first level is at the top and then under it far enough away that the camera doesn't pick up, pick up any of it is the next level and so on and so forth. And I have no idea why the me from two years ago did it like that. I was a lot worse (laughs) at game design back then. But anyway, I built it like that. Um, But technically, and and you know there there might be some issues with like clipping out of bounds i don't exactly know um how to clip out everywhere but regarding a speed run if you could somehow clip out of bounds in the first zone your character would fall and they would pass by every other level sequentially because they're all like in the same vertical space so theoretically there is a route out there where you could clip out in the first zone and then fall and then land right next to the final encounter by like swerving yourself in midair. Uh, I don't know if it's possible, but it might be. That's amazing. I I want to try it. <laughs> it. 
I am, uh, you know, one, one thing about the game and the, like, there's no reason to fight Axe Apples. Um, there's like, you get no good attacks from Axe Apples and you can't like use any of his stuff on basically anybody. So I'm a little bummed on that. It's like, there's no, you don't need to hear my voice in the game. Um, I tried to use enchanting tune on someone I couldn't beat and it did not help me <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I X apples is like one of the most like unique encounters of the game though. And has been like the source of my, like there, there are a lot of bugs associated with the fight, which is uh, really annoying to me mm -hmm. to constantly have to, fix things um that was like most of the steam reviews is like in the axe apples fight the game <laughs> yeah. crashed <laughs> yeah and and that's actually I, i'm curious what all of you would do this was like a well i don't want to say sophie's choice but i just i guess i just did um <laughs> but it, it was a really tough decision that i had to make um in fixing a bug because and again, you know, the me from two years ago programmed that fight in such a weird way. So what the fight does is essentially Axe Apples casts a debuff on you that makes you use your abilities randomly. So you don't control the way that you tackle the fight. And the challenge of it is you have to bring a kit that if you're using the abilities randomly, they could still lead to you winning. Um, and, and I just programmed the randomness so weird. Um, but because of the way that I programmed it, it made it so that if you ran out of uses of all of your attacks, uh, the equivalent like PP in Pokemon, uh, if you run out of your PP, then it would crash the game and there's no save system in the game. So that was like really bad, uh, cause you crash the game and then people have like wasted, you know, an hour plus, and they probably don't want to replay it. And it's frustrating enough that you'd leave a negative review about it. And I totally understand um, and it's really rare, like really rarely would the crash occur because you have to run out of all of your attacks. Um, and the fix that I made, I, I did make a fix, but the fix that I made made it so that sometimes the game will hang in that fight. And instead you have to like concede the fight, but it doesn't crash the game, but oh. it happens more frequently. So it's like, would you rather have a bug? that crashes the game for a very, very small percentage of people and forces them to lose a lot of their progress or a game or a bug that's more common that affects more people, but doesn't actually crash the game, but still maybe it's like a weird utilitarian question. Like is the total suffering greater if you, if it happens to few? I mean, the second one, I think, but I'm for sure. So what, how does, how does the bug happen more now? I didn't even know this. Yeah, I, I don't actually know how it happens necessarily, but I've just had a couple people be like, oh, yeah, the it says sometimes it'll tell you that you're out of uses of an attack in the Axe Apples fight, even if you're not. Mm. Mm. If only we could ask Sophie what she would do. Yeah. Well, we might have a chance in a sec. Um... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, KK77 and Scott Anderson, it sounds like you're fans of shiner uh mm. maybe maybe more than fans <laughs> um but uh you ever been inside shiner hmm. Hmm. no uh, i mean making it's kind of like being inside it but no i guess no then 
He thought you might say that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, Scott, I I don't know if you still have your uh, reactivator from the last time you were on the show. Um, KK, we we, uh, mailed you one. It's a box on your desk there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still have I still have I mine. It, yeah, I and I, oh, I charged charged it last night. Okay, and he's reaching uh, it's in the trash can. It's definitely in the trash can. Yeah. Uh okay. I see a little cube on <laughs> there too. Uh, <laughs> uh well uh we were thinking we could uh, all turn on our reactivators and jump into the game together. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay, great. Here we go. Um, yeah, you, what do you, sorry, what do you mean you've never heard of a Shirley Temuel? I just, I've just never, uh, I've never, I've never made one of those before. I don't know what that is. It's actually really common. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, I mean, a Shirley I Temple? I mean, a Shirley Temple. See, that's what I don't mean. I don't mean a Shirley Temple. I'm okay. listen, I'm sorry. I've been in uh, about a hundred fights today. Okay, <laughs> I've lost a lot of them. I just want my regular drink that I always get, a Shirley Temule. Okay, I, I listen. I can make you whatever you want. I just that's we don't serve that here. I've never made one before. I, um, but uh, I can make you Shirley Temple. I can make you a a, a, a Virgin Moscow Mule. Give me. You've... I'll have both. I'll have both. Okay. That's thirty-seven dollars. Um, Good lord. That's that's I'm just sorry. Cause, uh, just cause what? Just because it doesn't have alcohol in it. I still it's like, you know, all of the, the the mint and the you know, all the different parts of it, the cherries, it's, it adds up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Yes, I'll have both. I'll just mix okay. them myself. Is that what it is? I can make you a mixed Moscow mule Shirley Temple. Is that what it is? That I just is don't know what, what it is. is. Okay. Hey, what's a guy got to do to get a drink over here? You two are cranking each other off down Sorry. There. Sorry. Okay. There you go. I made half, half Shirley Temple, half Moscow Mule. That is for you. Enjoy that. Uh, ginger ale, ginger beer, uh, grenadine syrup, some mint, <laughs> uh, and a cherry. There you go. Is that what it is? Okay, cool. And sir, how can I help you? Let me just get a beer on tap. Whatever okay. you got, fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've got this uh, seasonal IPA right here with fall notes. There you okay. go. I don't need all that. Just a beer. Just a beer. I'm just a little like electricity bolt. I like a beer, but that's fine. Thank you. Here's a tip. Okay. Oh. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, Fang. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. I ran circles around you. Okay. Yeah. You've said that about about fifty times today. I've heard that about 50 times, okay? It's I'm just true. trying to relax with my my Shirley Temuel. I was just standing over there if you want to try to fight me again. I listen, I would love to. I would I need that ability that you have. Uh waning but, bolt. Yes. A waning bolt. Let's see if you can run faster than I can. Okay, stop. You don't have to keep saying it. <laughs> uh, stop. Okay, yeah. Get off my stool. You know, Fang, you can fight me too if you want. I am I am one of the fights in the game, the bartender. I Right. Yeah. You seem pretty mad about the whole Shirley Temuel situation. If you wanna you wanna take it out on me, you wanna see you still haven't beaten me. I okay, yeah. I haven't beaten a lot of I haven't beaten a lot of people today, okay? I just wanna enjoy. I just wanna relax for a second and enjoy. Sorry, can someone turn this fucking music off? 
Hey, <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry. It's giving me a headache. I just, I, I... dude, who are I'm, you? I'm Axe Apples. <laughs> oh, cool. Dude, you don't like this music? You've got a problem. I feel like it's just been like running. It's I, I was playing outside and now it's playing in here. It's just I, it's giving me I a headache. Ca- I cast enchanting tune on you and now you're doing random shit. Oh, <laughs> he's being random now. He's trying to sit on his <laughs> drink. <laughs> okay, oh we cut. Yeah. We cut to inside uh, Pokeball. Right. Yeah. So this is a uh, this is my place. It's uh sorry. The walls are, you know, they're kind of they're they're kind of slippery. I haven't really figured out how to like attach anything to them. So we might, you know, slide down to the middle and touch a little bit. Hopefully that's okay. <laughs> Oh, this is this is nice. Yeah, it's uh, I guess I never knew what a pokeball would be like on the inside. It is it is circular. Yeah. Hey, can we just can we just put our feet against each other really quick and then just sort of like slide into a sitting position? Just, you know, we're going to slide down anyway. Might as well do it kind of normally. Look, look, this is just the first date it's a tinder thing for me oh my body is sliding okay and i'm sliding all right feet are touching this is not bad this is not bad you know when you said you were garbage in your profile i didn't expect it to be accurate (laughs) yeah um i uh i definitely am made out of you know diapers and uh you know banana peels pieces of corn I like it. Um, <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I'm a little nervous. That's, that's next. No, it's okay. Um, hey, so, Gar- uh, Garbajo. Um, oh, sorry. Hey, I'm I'm Garbajo's uh, roommate. Uh, uh, Vaporeon. Yeah, um, what's up, Vaporeon? I'm actually kind of like. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that. It's just we share together a big orb. So it's not like there's like a lot of privacy. So I'm just kind of over there working on stuff. But I was just uh, I just want to let you know, like you um, the uh, you you got a little a package in the mail earlier and I just put it. I just wanted to. Oh, is that what's actually what's slid down to our touching our feet? Yeah, that box touching you is uh, the package that came for you earlier today. Oh, and thanks. And you know, sorry to interrupt, but I will just be like about twenty degrees up the slope of. It's the, okay. Yeah, if you could just if you could just keep walking upwards so that you like counteract the sliding so that you don't. Yeah. Touch. I am Vaporeon, so I am like made of water, so I'm like really like slippery, so it's hard to not be down here at the bottom. And if the little puddle collects around your little butts, that is coming from me. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little damp. I uh, I didn't know that you could fit two Pokemon to a ball. Uh, yeah. I mean, normally we like to have our own place, but costs a lot of poke dollars yeah so, i get it rent just, you know rent's going crazy in condo <laughs> right now yeah hey, you you want to maybe just uh, move this date elsewhere you know i got a i got a bachelor pad uh i mean if i, I, I your roommate seems like a nice guy but uh kind of crowding our space you you want you want to i mean you know what hey vaporeon yeah yeah what's up I think I'm going to take this to uh I think I'm going to go outside the ball. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. Uh don't get caught. Um but uh you know, good good luck out there, guys. Okay. 
Uh, thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hey, hey, babe, what's what? Can you remind me of your name again? <laughs> name? And also, babe is a little forward. Uh, Sorry, when I don't date. know your name, I don't know what to say. I, like, I don't I want to say, I hey, you know. I'm Nick Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for, I, thanks for going out with I'm me. a little bit of an agoraphobe. You know, I haven't been out of my ball in a long time. I've oh. just been in here swiping, you know, I, cyber I, cybering and stuff. I hate when trainers do that. They just put you in a box and leave you there. It's mm-hmm. it's sad. It's really sad. I've been trying I'm actually kind of um like uh like an activist. I'm trying to shed light on that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just I I've been walking around the streets of Hollywood with a sign, let your Pokemon out. Let your Pokemon out of the box. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean we this is like where we live. Right. Yeah. Wait, am I be am I not an ally? <laughs> it's complicated. Okay? I thought I was I thought I was helping. It's it's just not black and white. Okay. Cuz I've been walking around with a couple different signs. It's a lot of like let them out, dump them out, stuff yeah. like that. And I just I feel like people have been getting it. Hey hey Vaporeon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yes, we'll be out in a second. Sorry, we're just finishing up a conversation. <laughs> no, no. Before we, before we leave. I'm sorry. Um, I've never been in a Pokeball before. I don't know how to get out. I was waiting for you to press a button or something. We, yeah, we actually have to wait until we get in a battle. Our trainer decides <laughs> to have a battle, and then we'll just pop out. What? Garbivore, I choose you. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. Uh, this is our chance. Oh Run. my god. Oh my god. Hey, were you two on a date in there? <laughs> Wait, which direction do you live? Uh, uh, I'm just going towards the hills. I'm uh, not going to lose another tr- sexy uh, trash Pokemon. Charizard, attack that banana looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the flames uh, engulf Nick Costanza. Ah! Oh, oh man. <laughs> thanks, pal. My Garbivore is never going to know love. Uh, oh. well, it looks like I won the battle. Uh, trainer Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I guess that means you learn my Charizard's moves. Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> so, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Have you fucking ever heard? Of a Shirley Temuel? I'm not insane, right? KK77 and Scott Anderson, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you yeah. guys for having us. It was such a blast. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Scott, let's start with you. Returning guest, always a pleasure. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug today? Um, I make music under the name Dancer Mancer. Uh, I'll be uh, hopefully releasing some full-length music on Spotify this year, but in the time being, you can just follow me on Instagram to watch me do funny stuff and play bass. Um, and you can check out the Shiner, the Shiner soundtrack on Spotify, Shiner official soundtrack by Gooseberry Platinum. And on Instagram, you are at Dancer Mancer. At Dancer Mancer, where I post sometimes funny videos. Amazing. Thank you. And uh, KK77, how about you? Any plugs? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the obvious one, definitely play Shiner if you're interested. Uh, yes. It's on Steam. It's free. 
And then also I will probably be posting some updates on my Twitter account at KK Play Play, uh, my name, and then Play Play uh, about a potential, you know, what, what game comes next. So I'll probably be posting something soon about that. So keep your eyes open. I can't wait to see what you cook up next. Um, especially talking about how how quickly you're learning as a game developer. It's going to be so much fun to see what projects come next. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza and at Nick Stans on Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. As a reminder, you can always rate us five stars on iTunes. Tyler? Chef69, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, you can follow the Patreon. We're a part of Super NPC Radio. A bunch of good shows over there. Um, and that's it. Fantastic. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time.